Hello and welcome to the Ask Adam and Ryan show. My name is Adam Welcome. And my name is Ryan Sheehy. This is a show where you have questions and we have answers. First off, what's what's new this week, Adam? Oh man, just uh, had some pretty intense travel. We were uh, skiing as a family in Colorado and then speaking and just had to like change airports and got to my hotel at three in the morning and I'm not complaining. I'm completely grateful for all the speaking I do, but uh, you just, you realize how happy you are when all of your travel goes the right way yeah. because this, and then I got delayed coming home, got home at like two in the morning. So, um, you know, it's definitely uh, the exception and not the rule, but um, it was good, man. I just had my son's six, uh, six-year-old birthday party. It was, uh, it was good to have your, uh, your son there too. And the kids were all hot and sweaty. That's the best thing for a birthday party, man. Let them run around. Get hot and sweaty, give them a Gatorade and a cupcake, and then see you later. Exactly. How about you, man? What's going on? Uh, so back to school after winter break. Uh, we, it was kind of nice. We had Monday uh, off still, and so we went back to school on Tuesday. It was awesome just to get back on campus and, start, and see kids again and you know, just see what everything that was happening on campus. We're right in the middle of our second trimester, so picking up steam. Um, you know, Coming back kind of reminded me uh, of – different teachers that I had and kind of thinking about how, how we respond to coming back to break is kind of how kids are going to be, are going to remember us, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking about, are we excited to be there? Cause if we're not excited to be at school, why would kids be excited to be there and making sure that um, we enjoy, we enjoy our jobs. And, you know, I see people all the time after vacation posting on social media about, Oh, I got to go back to school. I or, I got to go back to work. I got to go to do this, got to do that. And for me, I'm excited to go back. Of course, I, I always, I love spending time with my family. I love having downtime as well, but I love my job. And, um, you know, I think education and what we do is way more than a job. It's a calling. Um, and if you don't love what you do, Go out and find something else. Go find something else to do. Because we only have one life and we got to live our best life. That's right, man. That's right. Let's get down to some questions. Question number one. How do we best support students who have challenging behaviors so that they don't fall through the cracks? You know, that question is uh, obviously a super, super important question. And I just think back to my days as a principal and um, – You know, it doesn't take one person. It doesn't take one teacher. You got to build a team around around students that that need extra support, that need more support. And you know, I really feel like thinking, just thinking totally differently. Just thinking about a former student I had during recess was just off the chain for this kid. It was just really hard to manage recess. So we gave him recess. We just gave that student recess with the older kids and they were in a primary grade. So they didn't know anybody and uh, they got their recess. It was just a little bit different. Um, and uh, you know, cause you can't take recess away from kids. You just gotta, you gotta work together as a team, the school and of course, especially the family. Hopefully the family is on board and they're supportive. But um, you know, I always just try to do what never had been done before. Because a lot of people, I think, just try to repeat what's always been done. Well, let's do this. Let's do that. Flexible seating, extra time on tests, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, kids are different than they were five, ten years ago. And we got to have different solutions to solve these different problems. Yeah, for sure. You know, you mentioned you mentioned recess. And I think that's, that's a, such a um, controversial thing in education because – It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because we're in 2019 and um, – 
if you're taking away recess from kids, you really need to think that. Call, call Adam or I and we'll have a conversation with you. Uh, I think that was one of the best things that we did um, at our school. Right away we took um, – a lot of students were losing recesses and so we came out and, and what said, were they losing recess for, man? I mean like, right? It's like embarrassing to say it out loud what people were taking recess away for, right? Exactly. 100%. And, you know, and then they come back in the classroom and you wonder why they have more energy and why behaviors continue. Um, you know, I think – you know, how we support students um, with challenging behaviors is is building those relationships and figuring um, not like what we do after or not how we handle the – it's all about how we react to the situation. It's how we react to the behaviors, how we handle the students, and how we have those conversations. Um, you know, I think we've all had challenging students. We've all had those students that needed to go have a recess with a different group of students yeah. because they couldn't handle what was going on. Um, you know, for me, I, I – I like to have conversation, and one of the ways to my heart is through food, through my stomach. <laughs> um, so I've always, I've always talked to students and say, "Hey, you know what's what's your favorite meal?" You know, I have this one student that we could never find an answer for. We could never figure out what was going on. We couldn't find a positive incentive for them. So I said, "Hey, let let's let's have lunch, you and me." And I said, "If you can have two good days in a row, I'll buy you whatever you want for lunch." Nice. I said, "What's your favorite food?" He's like, "Shrimp." And I said, okay. That's random. That's a random food, but hey, I'm going to go find you shrimp and we're, <laughs> we're going to have that. And you know what? It's twofold though. It was, yeah, we got two days of good behavior, but often as the administrator of a school, you don't get to have the inner, you don't get to have tons of positive interactions with kids who are typically causing a lot of issues, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're dealing with those issues. And this was, so this was a great opportunity for me to build that relationships build that relationship with a student and react in a in a different way than they they weren't they were surprised to surprise surprised to see yeah you know every problem has a solution every student that has a concern or an area for growth has a solution it's all how you look at the problem you'd have to approach it differently and if you want a different outcome you have to change the process and uh, a lot of people i don't think they just they do the same old process and they don't get any different results and well, that's that's a problem yeah but it's you look at it like in education, there's always been behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. And how has it been dealt with for the last 30 years? The same way. Yep. And we wonder why we're not getting a different result. You know, that's the definition of insanity. You know, we look at that. We, you know, we have the same problem and it goes over and over again. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, question number two, how can I let teachers know I am on their side when there are times that I'm not on their side? Mm. Um, you know, I think <laughs> this has happened to all of us and, you know, you can take this from... From an uh, administrator point of view, you could take this question from a teacher point of view. You know, we're we're on a grade level teams. You know, there's there's many teachers on grade level teams, and you look at that. And I didn't agree with everybody that I taught with. And one of the things that I did was I would have conversations, and I'd hear their side. And and I think one of the most important things we can do is listen, but we can also challenge their thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And we can do that in a respectful way. But then model what we want. Model what the behavior that we desire. And I, and I think that's important. Um, as an administrator, yeah, there's teachers that, I, that I'm not on their side. But at this, that's not going to create a positive school culture if, if everybody thinks that I don't have their back yeah. or thinks that I don't agree with them. So really challenging their thinking in a, in a creative manner while also demonstrating the behavior that I want to see. Yeah, I would say the only thing that I could add to that is it takes time with some people. Sometimes some people are just going to are going to know you got their back right off the bat. Other people it's going to take time. 
just like in personal relationships. And then some people, you know what, like maybe they just never know or they just are so hardened that they don't even want to listen. And, uh, you know, some of those people like, hey, maybe they just they just never join the team. And uh, that's a hard place to be. It's um, it's a hard thing to talk about. But um, it's, uh, you know, you can't be just one way, especially as a leader. A lot of people say, like, how should you be or teachers? And I'm like, you got to be every way because every yeah. there's so many different situations. You know, like you can't sometimes you got to be tough and sometimes you got to be lenient and sometimes you got to be more funny and sometimes you got to be more passive and sometimes you have to be more empathetic because that's just what it calls for. I mean, being an educator, teacher, principal, superintendent, it is complex. Every single minute is different than like the minute before and you have to adjust your style for for that minute and for that moment. Um, And just, uh, you know, just being there for people is, uh, I think, is so important. So number three. How do you keep yourself motivated and stay positive every single day? Well, <clears throat> since we're educators, and this is an education podcast, my only response is, what other choice do you have? What other choice do you have? If you work at Home Depot in the plumbing section, <laughs> then yeah, maybe you're not super motivated and positive to come to work. But if you have the opportunity to become an educator, you get to work with kids. You do not have to go to school, like Ryan said earlier in the podcast. If you don't like kids, find something else to do. To do. The only option is to stay mot- motivated and positive because, as we all know, our kids deserve it every single day. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, even if you are, you know, working in that other department – you know, you gotta, you gotta be positive. You know, I remember, I think back to, um, right out of high school, I worked at Costco for season, for a seasonal job and I, I was pushing, that. I was pushing shopping carts. Fun. And, um, so one of the things that, uh, I did to make it fun and to make it so I was positive, I'd come up with wraps. <laughs> and still today, I get up on the mic every once in a while, drop drop a rap. In Let's there. hear it, dude. Come on. You brought it up. Let's hear it right uh, now. Yeah, no, it's all good. I so, can beatbox uh, <laughs> for you. I can beatbox. No, you know, I, I, need, I, don't, have a, I don't have a handheld microphone in a stage in an audience, you know. Um, straight out of 8 Mile. It's right, know? man. Bring <laughs> it. Man. Um, no, so, you know, it is a mindset, and it's one of those things that um, – you have to figure out what's going to work for you. You know, you can tell yourself all the time, yeah, I want to be positive. You know, I love it. You got to find what is that one thing that is going to keep you positive and motivated. And somebody asked me the other day, like, how do you have time to write? Hmm. And how do you have time to do the podcast? And how do you have time to do that? And it's one of those things that I've prioritized in my life because that does, it keeps me positive and it keeps me motivated. You know, if I didn't have these things... I, I, I'm afraid that I'd lose motivation. Um, ever since, yeah. you know, ever since I was a physical education teacher, I would, I would write and have things published and that motivated me. Mm-hmm. It kept me relevant and it pushed me to be better each and every day and maintain that positivity and motivation throughout every single day and every single year. So that was a huge part for me. And so every, I think everybody needs to find that, you know, it might be exercise might keep you motivated, yeah. you know. Playing um, with cats, whatever it is. Going out, playing... Playing at recess, you know, um, just having fun with kids, whatever it may be. Maybe it's your um, your grade level team, whatever. Find find something that, that works for you and make sure you're doing that each and every day to make it happen. 
Question number. I want to hear that rap though, dude. Uh, one yeah, of the one I, of these days, we're gonna get Ryan to rap. One of the uh, we might have to be offline. Though, all right, off all the right. Podcast no and, worries. And I'll and I'll drop it like it's hot. No okay? worries. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four: uh, How do you balance work, family, life, and hobbies you have? Um, you know, this is a question I think that um, every educator uh, asks. You know, there's books written about it, mm-hmm. a balance lap. You know, uh, yep. that came out this year. Great tips in there. Um, shout out to the uh, Sarah Sarah Johnson, Jessica Johnson, Jessica Cabine. Yep, yep. Check out the book. Um, but you know, you have to prioritize, right? And we get back to that. You know, what's important in your life? Um, you know, for us right now. We are, um, three out of my four kids are playing travel soccer. And so we are busy, busy. And I coach one of the teams. And so we're always doing something along, along those lines. And my wife and I looked at us, looked at each other the other day and we're like, what are we doing? You know, we, uh, yeah, we're, we're having fun with that, but we're not spending as enough time as a family. Mm-hmm. And over the winter break, we had the opportunity to get away, to, to kind of reconnect and just kind of spend a lot of quality family time together. And so now we need to be intentional with that. We need to pick, you know, I'm looking at picking weeks out of every every month, weekends out of every month that, hey, you know what? That is, it's on our calendar, family time. That's what we're going to do. Even if we have a soccer match come up or even if we ha- were invited to do something else, sorry, family comes first. Making it making that priority and making sure you're, that you're doing what you need to do. Another thing is... Um, you know, looking at email on your phone, you know, on edu- as educators and yeah. being 2019, we're connected and we feel like as soon as we get an email, we need to respond. You know, for me, I, I wasn't able to, uh, I have a hard time just taking my email off the- my phone, but I've, I've changed it. So now I don't respond. Mm-hmm. I do not respond on weekends at all. Um, over breaks, I might turn it off. I remember uh, at a, uh, I, at a new principals meeting, I kind of gave that advice of, hey, you know, turn your phone on here, your email off your phone um, for the weekends. And uh, one of our one of our leaders looked at me and said, why would you give that? Don't give that advice. We need to make sure people are connected. And, you know, the reality is we want people at their best. Yep. And if we aren't balanced, we're not going to be at our best. And so make sure you have time for that. Make sure you make time. Make time for your hobbies. I guarantee you, if you look at your day, and you look at everything you do during your day, prioritize it, and you'll find more time. It's like whenever I hear teachers tell me, hey, I don't have enough time in the day to do this, I really want to go in and work with you in your classroom and look at every single moment of the day and where can we save that time. Yeah, and I would just say I wrote about this in Run Like a Pirate. There are things that are just on my calendar, and my running and my family time is just on my calendar. It's not – a a nice to have, it's a must have. It's kind of like when I was a principal, <clears throat> some people put on their calendar visit classrooms. I didn't have to calendar that because that's just what I did. So if it's important enough to you, like you got to prioritize, like Ryan said, exercise is important to me. Like I'm cranky and irritable if I don't exercise. So you just have time for what you make time for and um, make time for family and work and life and any hobbies and uh, everything else. You just got to push it out. You know what? Turn off Netflix. Stop binge watching seven seasons of some show on Netflix. Like get off Facebook. Turn your phone off. Then you're going to have more time. It's not hard. You just got to like put it away. 
I love when I hear when I hear people they don't have t- time in their life to do the things they enjoy. And I say, what do you do at night? Well, I got to get all my shows in. You know, I got to make sure I watch that. Well, then that that's the priority, right? Yep. That's what you want. Uh, question five: If someone asked you what you did for a living, what would be your elevator pitch? Man, that's a really good question. I feel like I have three jobs right now, but none of my jobs really define me. What I do for a living is. You know, I believe in juju, and that's my own made-up little thing. And for me, juju is if you do good, good things will happen. And I feel what I do for a living is just I like to do good things, no matter what it is. If it's with friends, if it's with speaking, if it's with my job at Classroom Champions, uh, spreading mentorship across across the continent, if it's hanging out with neighbors or helping someone that needs something, you know, you do good things, and good things will, will happen to you. Um, none of my jobs define me. Um, I'm Adam and my family defines me, but I would say that's what I do for a living. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, if somebody, if somebody asked me, you know, what do I do for a living? You know, I say I'm an educator that has a passion to do more. Nice. You know, and then, and then, then people always want to know, want to know more. What do you you want to do? What do you want to do? And, you know, I've come to, I've come to the realization that I have a passion to help others unlock, unleash their passion, Mm. you know, and really look into deep into inside yourself to find that motivation, to find what they need to unleash the power that they have in every child's life and within their own life. And, you know, so that's really what I think I was put on this earth to do. And yeah, my family, what I do outside of school, what I do outside of my job, it all helps define me. But I, I truly 100% believe education is a calling and we're put on this earth for a reason. And my reason is to help others make sure that they are at their best. I like it, man. Yeah. I like it. Hey, y'all, thanks for listening. Tweet us your question. Do you see how I say y'all? I was gonna, Dude, I was gonna wait. And say I just got back. I just got back from Mississippi a couple of days ago, and I was dropping y'all's like you wouldn't believe because they say it down there, and I actually like saying y'all. <laughs> and now when I'm back in California, people look at me funny, but I'm gonna keep saying y'all. Uh, hey, tweet us your questions at Mr. Adam Welcome or at SheHeRW, <clears throat> and we'll try to answer as many as we can on our next show. Hey, thank you so much for listening, y'all. Oh, that didn't work. But <laughs> hey, we'll see you next week, and be sure to tune in. Take care, everyone. <laughs>